0: The portal to the spiritual dimension of life appears when it is recognized that the ego consciousness is a false consciousness. That within the frame of reference of the ego, the world is, as Calderon de la Barca declared, a frenzy, In which one is lost in illusions, shadows, and fictions. And the only good news is that at least it's only a dream. And within that dream, there are dreams within dreams, but none of them are real. No matter how bad your dreams are, they aren't real. No matter how bad the waking dream seems to be, it too is not real. And so the crossing of the threshold into the portal of that dimension beyond the ego begins with the disbelief, the disinterest, the dispassion for the ego's illusions and lies. And gradually a recognition comes that one is not only clueless about the nature of outer reality, but also of inner reality. That We are not as egos in a state of self-mastery. We are clueless as to the real motivations of what we think and what we do, how we react. That the consciousness of the ego mind is governed by a sensor that manufactures paranoid fantasies with which to distort any event that is not going its way. And the quickest and first bullet that is shot is usually, I have been betrayed. The other has committed some act of treason. And this then justifies acting in a chakra three manner closing one's heart, using power, using manipulation, using the threat of avoidance, flight, passive aggression, active aggression, all within a framework of self-righteousness. If we do not all agree to put down this gun and live in non-violence with one another, which begins with a non-violence of refusing to project negativity, then community cannot be sustained. The battle zone will be everywhere. But for ego consciousness to transcend this core paranoia, it must also transcend The lower chakra reflections of goodness, of truth, of reality, of bliss. Whether it's the chakra one version that wants not the fullness of God but the fullness of eating too much, and not the taste of bliss but the taste of the tongue, or if one wants not love of God but the romantic illusion. If one objectifies beauty into an object rather than recognizing it as the essence of the beholder, and if the beholder does not recognize that it must be rather than hold in order to maintain Mm -hmm. that relationship of beauty, then one will fall into all of the traps of the ego from chakra three down and the chakra four opening of the heart to love will not be accessible. It will be considered too threatening, too much of a submission, too much of a giving up armaments that one is required to have to defend oneself against the illusory others who would take away one's happiness. So until we recognize that happiness is our own real nature that can never be taken away, we will not be immune to the seductions and intimidations of the ego mind to bring us back onto the battlefield of duality. And we will remain firmly within the register of experience the world of objectivity in which only objects count. And even if one is able to surmount that complete extradition of oneself into an alienated frame of reference through entering impureens, that inner world is a world filled with fantasies of danger and diversions from the center of one's being into the periphery. Because the consciousness has projected an illusion of an external world and is looking for its satisfactions there. And so the imperience does not remain whole, but is always in reference to something missing. And therefore, functions in a state of lack, in a frame of reference that is without God, that is without soul, without light. Even though it is happening within the soul, it is happening without reference to the soul. Just as the fetus within the womb does not relate to the mother as she really is, but as a world that is either protective or or attacking and withholding, frightening, intimidating, awesome without being recognizable. Which is why there is a P in both experience and imperience. You notice the P drops out when you reach Sumerians. Why? Because the P stands both for the word peri which means anything that pertains to, and surrounds, and orbits around, as in perinatal, periphery. And it refers to the word peril, because there is always danger when there is duality. And that peril creates paranoia. But when you transcend both experience and imperience for Sumerians, The sum, which refers to the amness, ego sum, I am, but without the ego, just the pure amness, the pure presence, the pure being, there is no more peril, no more danger, nothing to orbit around, nothing to divert from, no time or space. And it is only that Sumerians in which one who is no longer a sense of one, but the presence itself reveals itself to itself as blessedness. Because completely free of both fear and desire. And free of movement of the mind, agitation of the mind, that's always looking for something and running away from something, and can never be. And so the next stage in the development of the spiritual journey must be the stilling of that mind, so that there can be at least momentarily presence, not becoming, but the taste of being. And the taste of being appears as an emptiness at first, not a fullness, an emptiness of absence from the experiential frame and even the imperiential frame. But an absence that contains and that enfolds within itself potentialities with which it itself does not yet know. One becomes a mystery to oneself. One realizes that the ultimate mystery is the self. And it's the mystery, not the goal of mastery, that must consume our attention. Because only within the mystery and the acceptance that the mystery is what The I am is never definable, never knowable as an object, never even identifiable as the subject because the self is always beyond the event horizon of any conceptual grasp. So not only is there no imaginary self and no signified self that can be possessed via language, There is not even a symbolic self that can be pointed to via any archetypal images or beliefs or sense of God as some other beyond, but a sense of presence that must be melted into. And the idea of grasping reality must be exchanged for a willingness to surrender to the real as the real until there is no longer a real to be grasped but all is simply what is without critique without alternative without past or future without judgment And it's at that point that the illusion that there is an objective world to have judgment about falls away. And all is recognized as Brahman. And at last there is peace. And the dream of the illusions and fictions and frenzies falls away and becomes the awakening of the luminous self that is nothing and all. The stillness of awareness no longer belongs to a body, a name, a form, a paradigm, without goals, without enemies, without need of rescuers, without objects of desire recognizing that the illusion of objectivity itself has no worth but simply subtracts from one's wholeness and that the logical, metaphysical, conceptualization of it all is worthless and takes away from peace. The final sanskaras of differentiation, of measurement, Man is the measure of all things and the measurer, and it's that measuring that produces maya. And once one lets go of that, then the immeasurable beauty, vastness, genius, beauty of the self is realized. May we abide in that blessedness of being.